Oh My Soul 2.0. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Wingfleet BIC. You have found the youth edition of our podcast. And I'm not sure if you can hear that, but if it sounds to you like the sky is falling in the background, that is because it is. We are have we are recording this ahead of time, and there is a quite a severe thunderstorm outside. So you will probably hear some thunder and some rain, but um, we hope that that relaxes you and, uh, you know, maybe is calming. Oh, there we go. Um, anyway, we are glad that you are here. My name is Julie Adams. I'm your host, and I am joined by not one, but two special guests, Pastor Wes Hillis, as usual. Welcome, Pastor Wes. Hello. And our summer intern, the one and only Karis Hand. Welcome back, Karis. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah, we're so glad to have Karis um, here with us. Karis is joining us again. If you were around last summer, you might remember that she came as part of our team um, as the flow intern. So, Karis... Yes. Are, how are you feeling about this summer? Are you excited to be back? What's, I'm uh, super excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to even do it twice. But yeah, this yeah. year is going to be a little different because we have Wes here and we're going to do a lot more kind of like spiritual stuff. A lot Last year was mostly fun and games, but this year yeah. we're really taking a deep dive into our faith and our faith journey with Christ and with others, and it's really exciting to be part of it. Awesome. We're glad to have you back, and it'll be, from what I hear, a different experience for you as um, some programs through your internship weren't running last year, but this year you'll get Mm -hmm. to participate in person in a lot of those, and we will be glad to have you and to put you to good work here this summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Pastor Wes, what are you talking about with the youth? Uh, Yeah, so like you said, uh, this is Oh My Soul 2.0 and kind of continuing on from last week, talking about mental health and depression and anxiety and walking through kind of a bit of David's life and pointing to Jesus through that. And um, so the way we want to start is just giving some examples and if you guys have experienced this, um, you're stuck in thick traffic. Yeah which was only supposed to be a 10 minute drive and it turns to be a 30 to an hour drive. Yeah. You guys ever had that before? Oh yeah. All the time. Yep. Yeah. Especially living in Hamilton. Yes. Don't move to Hamilton if you don't like traffic. (laughs) Yeah. Another one is, and we should all be able to relate to this is bad cell phone reception. Oh, especially, you know, here in Wayne fleet. Yes. Um, You know, Wes, I might be, um, dating myself or aging myself a little bit but the first when we had internet we had dial-up internet when I was a kid I don't know if you guys have experienced dial-up internet nope. so it I makes it, that great noise ree, ree, and gets going but so for example if I wanted to download a song when I was in high school I would start downloading it like when I went to bed or like 10 p.m. and I would hope that it would be finished by the morning that's for like a three-minute song so, like, talk about waiting. Ouch. Yeah, right? Anyway. Yeah. I know a thing or two about waiting. Well, that's exactly kind of what we're going to be going through is kind of that sense of waiting. Um, and although no one likes to wait, including David, who life we're kind of going through in some of the Psalms that we're going through, um, we see through this that it's sometimes necessary to wait. Sometimes we have to wait. We have to trust in the process of what's going on. 
So we wanted to dive into the second half of Psalm 42, which we'll be focused on in the first mm-hmm. um, episode of the series. And if you haven't listened to the first episode of the series, please go back and listen to it because it is super good. It is yeah. awesome. It is important. Um, but to dive right into it, Psalm 42, verse 7 to 9 says, Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your billows have swept over me. The Lord will send his faithful love by day. His song will be with me in the night, a prayer to God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about in sorrow? Because the enemy's oppression. So David, David struggles with depression and anxiety. And I think we can see that reading through most of his mm-hmm. psalms, most of his life. He did not have, you know, the best time being persecuted and hunted down and his faith was really tested. But a lot of it in his battle of depression and anxiety is like an arm wrestling match. Mm. And there's moments where he has the upper hand and there's moments where he is failing and he feels like his arm's about to give out. But if we look back to the first part of the verse, he starts by referring to God as his rock, his foundation. Um, God is the one he stands on. He is the one he hides behind. He is the one he relies on when life gets difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, he is David's source for stability. He should be our source for stability, and that's what we're kind of going to go into more. The first part we're going to look at is um, healing isn't linear. Mm-hmm. The fact is depression and anxiety can and are very unpredictable. There's one day when you feel good, the sun is shining, and the other day, the next day, you can feel uncomfortable in your own skin, everything you are anxious about, and we don't know why. That's frustrating. Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah, because yeah. you think you're getting better, and you think everything's solved, and then it's like all of a sudden, you're back in the deep end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what it's like living and battling with depression and anxiety, because you just don't know. It feels like it mirrors grief a little bit. I a little like bit, grief, I think, yeah. It can be like that, too. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is, maybe whoever is listening to this, maybe you are struggling with depression and anxiety, and maybe you're circumstantial. You're depressed or anxious because you're in a tough season of life. Yeah. I mean, we just came out of three years of COVID. Yeah. I think everyone's feeling it a little bit, especially that anxiety of being social and interacting again. For sure. Um, but maybe it's not circumstantial for you. Maybe it's chemical. Maybe there's something that your body causes, even if there's no reason for it, but it's there. Yeah. And this this can happen. Um, for Carrie and I, um, she was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, which wasn't the proper diagnosis, but it was because of a chemical imbalance. Mm, yeah. And I never thought that was a thing growing up. Like, I never thought that that was possible. That was... But learning about it, the more Carrie and I have been able to learn about it, we've kind of been able to recognize more and accept more of that. That, no, this isn't, this isn't something that we're in control and or we're doing wrong. This is just something about me that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably a, like a weight lifted off your shoulders oh, huge. too. Yeah. Yeah. But the biggest thing is when it's a chemical imbalance or circumstantial, the biggest thing is to know that none of the time you are backpedaling. We are all going through a process and it's part of the process. It's a process that David fully understood. Now, with that said, David still had a lot of pain to process, like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, verse 10 of Psalm 42 says, My adversaries taunt me as if crushing my bones, while all day they say to me, Where is your God? Mm-hmm. Here we say that David's depression and anxiety are a result of both internal and external factors. Now, 
internal factors, of course, these are our emotions, these are our struggles, the way we talked about last week with our tears, mm-hmm. how we can talk back to them, how we can communicate with them, how they show kind of the emotion we feel on the inside. Yeah. But when we take a glimpse into the external factors, he says, my adversaries taunt me. And while I'm sure we'd be all curious to know who these adversaries are, there's not a clear answer. And nor is that really the point. The most important point from this that we can gleam, um, gleam from is, while not all depression and anxiety are circumstantial, circumstances can make the pain worse. Yeah. Like walking a road alone, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, that's what comes to mind for me is that if you don't have a support system when you're going through a hard time, that just makes everything feel like it's lonely, right? Mm-hmm. For most people, depression and anxiety is a very lonely road. Yeah. That they don't feel supported or they feel like they're the only one in the world going through it. Yeah. And it's a common misconception, but everyone does it. Yep. I and think there's it, still, you know, there's still a bit of a stigma around it too. Oh, there for sure. Is. Like you a, know, a hundred percent. Yeah. I would say, stigma. especially in the church today, there's still a huge stigma. Mm-hmm. I would say the church is usually five to ten years behind. Yeah. The rest <laughs> of the world for so accepting yeah. some things, but this mental health is still a huge stigma in the church today that yeah. we do not talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I know many youth pastors who have fallen to depression and anxiety and just couldn't continue to work because they were so burnt out from it yeah and I know in my in my role in my job that's a huge thing that Mm -hmm. you need to make sure you're good because you're carrying the weight of so many especially for pastors as well um can't pour from an empty cup exactly Mm -hmm. that's a great reference yeah David also says something that I find really interesting he says that um the imagery of his bones being crushed by these words um, do you guys remember the saying "sticks and stones can't"? Um, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's such a bad. Yeah, it's, it's super so bad, not isn't it? It's so <laughs> not true. I, you know, and I know a lot of kids they get picked on, and it just it wears them down. You know, like kids that get teased at school or bullied, it uh, it takes a toll. It's For not sure. nothing. It's yeah. not just words to them. It's you know, they start to take on the identity or to, to carry it when it's not really true about them. It or, becomes internalized. Yeah. yeah. They believe what they're told about themselves. Yeah. Even when it's not true. Our words have so much weight to them. Mm-hmm. Lots of power in words. I would say the words are the sharpest weapon that we have because yeah. they... Well, who is it? Is it James that cautions us about your tongue? Yep. Um, that it's small, like the rudder of a ship, yet it can steer everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy that these simple words that we use can have so much impact on everybody else mm-hmm. that, yeah, that we can just harm people with them. But on the other side of that, we can do so much good with our words. Yeah. We can do so much. Not only words can be heavy, but they can lift people. Mm-hmm. And I find that that opposite imagery of words to be so interesting. Have you seen on, um, I think it's social media somewhere I saw, that there was a photographer that took a picture of someone and then told them they were beautiful and took another mm-hmm. picture right away. Have I've you seen, seen that? that? Yeah. I'll yeah. have to find it for you, Wes, because huh. maybe you haven't seen I don't it. Think but I've it's seen like it. they're smiling or like looking pleasant for the photo, like you would. And then she tells them that they're beautiful. And just the, the light in their eyes, it's like 
their smile reaches the rest of their face. Huh. You know what I mean? I'll have to find you the That's photo really or Google it if, uh, if you're listening to this. It is really, um, I thought it was really impactful to see the difference in these people, you know, after they're told they're beautiful. Wow. Okay, yeah. I would like to see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, David continues on in this, and it kind of goes into an interesting way. Now, those words that he was saying that he was being taunted with, um, they're pummeling his heart. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what to do about them. But in response, he, he voices that familiar refrain. Psalm 42.11 says, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Now, we talked about this last week. We actually used this verse last week, um, this message of hurt and hope. And in essence, David is speaking to himself and saying, even though life hurts right now, even though it sucks, mm-hmm. that he will praise God again like he used to. And maybe this is deeper than ever before. I don't know if you guys have ever been through a season where you have felt so dark and so alone and everything. But when you come back to God, when you have a time where you felt separated, mm-hmm. but when you come back to God, that faith is almost deeper. That mm-hmm. faith is like stronger and you know it and you can feel it. Yeah. But this is also refreshing and joyful news that we can have that we have this we can have this stronger faith this stronger reliance on god mm-hmm. but the biggest thing is is it takes time it takes patience we don't like patience mm-hmm. we don't like to wait no we do not we're an instant gratification society big yeah. time mm-hmm. so i would say the toughest thing about psalm 42 is that it doesn't end very neat um david doesn't wrap up and it's no man printed wrapping paper with a nice silver bow and everyone can marvel at it but he ends the psalm looking towards and waiting for a brighter day. It's not very often that we see stories or something not end in a happy ending or have a resolution, mm-hmm. but rather hoping for something. Well, we want we want a reason for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we want a, a rationale. Why did we have to go through that? Oh, we learned or we did this. We don't want bad things or waiting or any of it to happen without without good reason or good outcome yeah well i think this points to the the truth which i think a lot of people we need to accept in today's world is that healing is a process that takes time we don't have a clear timeline of future events that's not something we have access to Mm -mm. we don't have the blueprint of god's plan and there's no perfect formula that will undoubtedly bring about the result that we want but i think it is really important that david leaves us here because it's hopeful and realistic, David doesn't want us to set us up with unrealistic expectations. He doesn't want to leave us with the, uh, he doesn't want to leave us with the beliefs that if we take all these steps, we do all these steps in a program, and we're all good, that we're going to get the result we want. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, we don't get the answer we were looking for. Why not? Well, I would say, to be honest, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's one of those things that we just don't know. We want the answers we're looking for. We think that's the best thing for us. But ultimately, God knows what is best for us. Mm-hmm. In the first part of our series last time, The Mask We Wear, we watched a video. It was a guy by Inky Johnson. Yeah, that was good. The video was titled, When God Says No. Mm-hmm. It was this um, walking through his life story where he was going to become a professional athlete. But in one of the final games uh, before he became a professional athlete, 
his life forever changed. Mm -hmm. He ended up having a paralyzed right arm and hand and no million dollar contract, no anything. And while he said, well, you know, God, just let me get to there. Yeah. But God said, no, I have something greater planned for you. So while sometimes we don't always get the answer we want, I would like to say that God is working everything in our favor, that God is working in our lives to have something greater, to fulfill something greater, to maybe it's you're going through something, but you don't realize at the moment, you might realize that 10 years later, when all of a sudden you meet a youth or a nephew or niece or a sibling who is going through a serious mental health issue and they are lost, they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And if you've had similar experiences, to be able to walk them through that, to be able to support them, to be able to help them, that is a moment where you can be like, wow, God, you actually were walking me through that time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't alone in that time, but you were preparing me to help others. Yeah. It's always the greatest feeling, too, when you kind of finally come to the realization of why you went through what you went through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it's helped me. Like, when I'm in a period of depression or anxiety, I just think about there's a, I'm eventually going to understand. And yeah. that that's what keeps me going. Yeah. Point three of this part, um, it says, we wait and work toward healing with the help and hope of Psalm of the Psalms in tow. Um, now I'm not just going to put, say, we can only hold to Psalm 42. All of the Psalms are important in this. Mm-hmm. My favorite Psalm is uh, Psalm 22. Um, it begins with, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah. Why are you so far away from me and all this? And that Psalm to me was such a huge part of my life. It's, it is a huge part of my life because it showed me that there was other people in history who have gone through similar things. See, knowing that someone else has gone through something similar, has had the same feelings, helped me so much, not only in my relationship with God, but helped me so much in understanding my own pain. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we can help people nowadays, like if you're, if you're maybe a little older or have younger siblings or have someone in your life who's younger than you who's going through mental health things, the ability to be able to help them it's, it's so great, like Kara said, like just mm-hmm. being able to understand that. But the key to moving in the right direction once this series is over, I'm going to use a football analogy, and I don't want to use an American football analogy. <laughs> but it's um, to never let your feet stop moving. In football, if you are running with the ball under your arm, you have to keep driving your feet into the turf, step by step you can get across the field and avoid being tackled. It's just to keep moving. Mm-hmm. I don't usually like this phrase. I feel like there's times where we have to stop and we have to process. When it comes to mental health, depression, and anxiety, though, sometimes we need that. But I think sometimes even to, you're saying to keep going in forward motion. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think rest, rest is, is forward motion. You know, is that yeah. what you're saying? Like, yes, and it's s- a hard it's a hard analogy to use because yeah. it's a sense that in our society, especially, that we just have to keep pushing, that we have to keep moving. But I'd like to say it's not just that. Rest is also moving forward, kind of like you're exactly what you're saying, actually. Well, it's like when you feel like going backwards. Sometimes resting is the equivalent of moving forward. Yeah, and I think I said it earlier that when we have those bad days where it feels like we're going backwards, that we're not, but that's part of the process. That's mm-hmm. part of the process and learning and getting better and the healing process. Um, the truth is, 
Um, there will be times when we feel like we've been waiting forever. There will be times when we wish we were further along. There will be times when we feel like you just took three steps back in the last three hours. And it's okay. It's normal. It happens for all of us. No matter what, all of us are on a process of journey and healing mm-hmm. through mental health. I disagree with the concept that only some people have mental health. Everybody does. Yeah. Everybody has anxiety. Everyone has some kind of this. Yep, for sure. There's no way in our society today that we don't. Um, and the biggest thing is, and the biggest thing we can do is have this relationship with God in this. Be able to communicate with God. See, when David wrote all the Psalms, it wasn't a direct line of communication to us. Mm-hmm. David's actually writing to God. That's one of the things that's like, David was expressing and writing out his emotions, his fears, his anxieties, his depression to God. Would this be like journaling? It kind of, because David was a poet. He was a musician. That's how he knew how to do things. That's how he processed things. I remember um, at senior high, we did the first part of the series, and I remember one of the guys uh, mentioned how when he's feeling anxious or these kind of emotions where he doesn't really know what to do he works with his hands Mm. that's how he processes it he doesn't know how else to but that's that's what works that's what gives him joy i was like that is amazing to know that yeah that's amazing that you're able to understand that to know that and to do something that helps you process i think we all need to find something like that Mm -hmm. something that can help us process whether it's poetry working with your hands talking with god different ways we all need that before we wrap up, before we do all that, I want to give practical steps, though. Mm-hmm. The first step is talk to a trusted friend, a mentor, or a parent. There's a movie um, called In the Heart of the Sea um, that is about this expedition and tragedy of a whaling ship um, that killed the famous white whale. Um, it's Moby Dick, mm-hmm. essentially. Um but a young writer in the movie, uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne, is gathering all the facts that that he can from an older gentleman who was part of the expedition years earlier. Um, halfway through the story, though, the older man panics. He refuses to continue telling his story. And the reason for this is because he's so full of shame and regret and everything that happened in this expedition. Um, Nathaniel looks at the weathered man and says this, The devil loves unspoken secrets especially those that fester in a man's soul. Mm. I find that's a quote that like you slip in there. That's just heavy. Yeah, That's just heavy. Mm -hmm. And it's a powerful warning that we should not just keep our depression and anxiety a secret, that we don't let it fester in us, that we don't let it grab hold of us. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't let it control you. Yeah. There's always people in everyone's life, I would like to say, and I hope that She'll love and compassion and will walk with you in those seasons. It's okay to admit that we're hurt and it's okay to let ourselves be healed, especially by others. Um, now, these are the second step, and none of these are in particular order. Um, but talk to a counselor. Mm-hmm. I'm a pastor, I am not a counselor, and I'll say that <laughs> outright. Um, talking with friends, mentors, parents, pastors is extremely helpful, but sometimes you need professional help. And there's no shame in that at all. Yeah. Um, when I was in college at Conestoga, I did counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was really struggling, especially my faith during this time. I don't remember my counselor's name at school because he was just kind of given to me. Um, I remember he was really tall and he was bald. And I swear most guy counselors are tall and they're bald. Um, <laughs> but he provided a really great space for me to be able to share and be open with what's going on in my life. Um, yeah, counselors can be extremely helpful. And even at our youth group, I've heard people mention, like, you know, counseling is great. Counseling is important and it's good for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, and it's a very simple step, that I hope we can all do this week. Read more Psalms. Yeah. Psalms are so good. They mm-hmm. are so important. Hey, Wes, last uh, spring we did a whole series on Psalms at the church here. So if you weren't around then or if you want to go back and re-listen to them, um, there's a playlist on our YouTube channel and it's all of the messages and there are some that are just reading psalms so if you'd so rather listen to them you can go to that playlist on our youtube channel and listen to re-listen to the messages um or if a podcast is more your thing and you want like a conversation about it similar to this um i looked it up it's episode 64 through 72 where that was our psalm series from <laughs> like probably about a year ago or so yeah Psalms are so good. Mm-hmm. They're so important. They're really I think rich. I shared yeah. I shared with the youth that I know myself personally that I would not be around today if it wasn't for the Psalms. Mm. This being able to connect and to know that other people have gone through similar things mm. saved my life in that. I I had a professor at this is my time at Heritage, but he said he said a similar thing that I would not be around I would not be alive today if it was not for David and his Psalms. Wow. And that, I just, that struck me as a student in Bible college. I think that a professor went through something similar like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just shows that mental health is impacted by everyone. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Yeah. It doesn't matter how like strong of a person you are, like how established your career is or how old you are. It's literally everyone. Yeah. Yeah. The best thing that I can say through this, and, if, and we'll finish up with this, is... God walked beside David in all those times, mm-hmm. just as he's walking beside us in our times today. It's not like David was all of a sudden this special guy who just, God walked through and chose him personally, but doesn't walk with us. No, God, through Jesus, walks with us every single day. Mm-hmm. God is with us in our deepest and darkest times, and that is something to cling to. Yeah, awesome. That's a great thought to finish on. Thank you, Pastor Wes, and thank you for being here, Karis. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you back this summer. So tell us what's next. What's coming up? Yeah, we have a, um, well, to start. Worship night on June 17th. 17th. Sweet. That's coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And what is worship night? It's here at the church? Yeah, so it's a junior high and senior high worship night here at the church from 7 to 9. Um we're all gonna, youth are welcome. Yeah, we're going to be doing some singing and some testimonies. I'm going to be sharing my testimony, which right. I have never done before. I, I've never even written one. <laughs> so that's what I'm working on until then. But yeah, it should be good. Yeah, and after that, we have our Canada's Wonderland trip coming up. And if you're interested in registering... The deadline is soon. The deadline is soon. It is next week. Don't um, miss it. Yeah. And then after that, just keep your ears peeled for some summer events news that will be coming out soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. We're looking forward to a great summer. And um, to our youth, we're praying for you as you finish out the school year, as you are staring down exams or graduations or 
you know, just the close of a year, it's always a busy time. So we are praying for you and um, parents, we are glad that you've joined in too. And we look forward to connecting with you again next week and have a great week. Bye for now.